Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. I know uh, you and I are discussing your next trip and trips Mm -hmm. down the way and we tell our friends and we get a lot of random Disney advice. That's It's going to be a good topic today, Doug. I'm excited for what we got going on. You know, the other day I actually had a patient give me a whole bunch of advice. Like, I just wanted them to be quiet so I could get work done. Yeah, start but drilling, kept, Doug. Why do you they, even let them talk? What what restaurant were they telling me I couldn't miss? Oh, Nine Dragons. Oh, yeah, the best oh. like, Epcot yeah. restaurant you gotta there make is. Sure you gotta, I actually had that at a at a commercial shoot a few weeks ago that I had someone say Nine Dragons, and one of our yeah. listeners actually laughed at that and uh, sent me a message and said, I agree with you. So, yeah, oh, bad yeah. Disney advice yeah. is uh, something that's very popular, and we're going to be going into a little bit more of that today. But sometimes some people's advice is good, Yep, but maybe good for them. Yes, so exactly. We'll expand we have a very special guest on today's episode. You are going to love her. But first, Doug, we have to keep up with those Apple podcast reviews because we have so many. Keep Thank you them. so much, everyone who's leaving them right now. Uh, that means a lot to us. And Doug, whose name are you going to butcher this week? Oh, thank you for that. No yes. problem. Well, it's called Practical and Fun Podcast. Uh, also, I mispronounce many other words throughout the, the reviews as well. I'm not just bad with names, bad with everything. All right. KB Robertson 84. I think I got it. I think I think that's how it goes. You got All it. Right. This may be my favorite Disney podcast. Doug and Derek are the right amount of informative but fun a little Disney dorky yet relatable. While big Disney lovers, they don't approach it with a cheesy, all is perfect attitude as some do. They give you honest and helpful strategy and advice on parks, rides, and dining, and are willing to share their frustrations as well as the many things they like about Disney World. Plus, their back and forth banter is entertaining and keeps things flowing well. My only complaint is that I want a rope drop to nap time shirt before my March trip, and it's currently not available. We plan to utilize their rope drop tricks and strategies when we take our two young kids to Disney next month. There That's you an go. excellent review. Well, we got to get that ah. shirt. I don't know how oh, we get I it back just on. Sneak it on to so, T Public. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna I, do it. Yeah. We're not gonna let Disney know. Just right. everyone go buy one right away before they shut us down again. They, we already have three strikes. <laughs> That's three. I didn't know. Three. I knew we two. It was three different iterations where they took it down. Oh wow! I only knew of two. Doug. I don't I know. You stuck another the one. The last on there. one, I don't even know what they. What, other than, I don't know. Anyway, Disney thinks they own the words nap and time and rope and drop and two. In that order, not okay. that order. No, that's... the other order. I can't say it in that order. No, well, our, our podcast will get shut down. So I'll be done. All right, next review, Doug. 
I'll sneak it on and maybe tell people a little bit. Yes, we'll message you. Yeah, maybe. All right. Best Disney Podcast by Michelle Bennett Coker. I think I won. That was got it. Nailed it. Incredibly entertaining with a lot of great information about Disney. To the point. Short and to the point. I liked it. I couldn't. Less words. Oh, that was it. Okay. That was it. I was waiting for. Okay, that was great. I thought that was the intro to the review. There. That was the review. Which that was the you review. know what? That counts. Short as much to the point. I'll take point. it. If that's all you want to write, we will take it because that helps you us. Could just type a thumbs up Ooh. Or, or an old-fashioned emoji column. It's a smiley face. It all counts the same. It's great. So thank you guys so much for leaving those reviews every week. And, of course, thank you to all of our Patreons. No new ones this week, which was okay because we had four last week. So we kind of even out in the long run. Uh, but all of our Patreons, thank you so much for supporting Rope Drop Radio, getting bonus shows and different levels, and get different swag. Last week's show, they're all oh yeah. the comments. If you're listening to one. this, I know it's funny because as we're discussing, my phone keeps uh, vibrating and our Patreons are actually communicating. We're not getting back to them right now because we're recording a show. So won't you yes. know, we, we will get back to you. Yes, yes, we will. But we're having some fun over there with them today. It is. It's a good one. And you'll have to check it out. So visit that in our show notes. But enough teasing. We need to get into the show. We have a very, very special guest. Someone that I've known her name for probably close to a decade in the Disney community. She has written the unofficial guide Disney Cruise Line books, which, by the way, Doug, are the ones I've read the most out of all the Really? Other. Yes. Because really? if you remember my first cruise, I was like, uh, uh-huh. uh, what, what's the word? Like spaz? We'll say spaz. <laughs> I I read those and, and I've had a couple of different iterations of them. And I was infatuated with the Disney Cruise Line even back in the day. So uh, those are the ones that I've indulged the most. And so we welcome to the show the author of those books and so much more with Disney, Aaron Foster. Welcome to Rope Drop Radio. Hi, thank you for having me. And I have so many questions about what you were spazzing about. I want details. He just was all (laughs) over the place. That was right as we started our show. That was four years ago. So yeah, I've only done a couple Disney cruises. And so just even getting to the, the terminal to, you know, making sure the kids get to the right areas. I was, I was a nervous wreck a little bit in the early stages. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad we helped a little, hopefully you helped a lot. Okay. Great. Speaking of nervous wreck this week, there were some people that were probably a nervous wreck on their uh, jungle cruise. As it went down. That's a lot smaller ship. A lot smaller <laughs> ship. So we're talking about different cruise line here. The Jungle Cruise. So it's Smaller sunk. than the River Cruise, yes. Yes. It's uh, So uh, any thoughts on the Jungle Cruise or the fact that the Jungle Cruise was closed for less time than like Rise of the Resistance is closed when it goes down? I actually love when rides malfunction i'm jealous that i wasn't on it um because that would have been an awesome story and awesome pictures mm-hmm. um i too was very curious about how they got it back going because you know i was like reading the tweets from different people and it was like oh the boats flooded and then all of a sudden it, the rides back up like and i don't know it was an hour later it's like how yeah. did they how did they fix it what happened i need more details but i don't know i'm glad everybody was fine but uh it was a little amusing. Last week was was a little. The planets were not quite aligned at Disney. No, you, they they announced a new CEO and boats start sinking, people movers start crashing. Yep. Yep. Clearly, that's all the new Bob's fault. Yeah, yes. Bob Iger never let a Jungle Cruise ship go down. 
Never, never, ever did he. I just really hope that the captain stayed in character the whole time. Like, that is, if I'm on that ship and Skipper, I'm getting Derek, wet, Skipper, Skipper, sorry, you're Skipper. right. I'm sorry, it's your favorite attraction. By the way, how many people tweeted at us and Facebook messaged us over the last uh, week right. with it? Thank you to everyone. So, Doug, it's your favorite uh, attraction. I know. Where but are you it's, at? it's still alive and well. I think the first tweets were worried that, like, it would never open back up because, like, OSHA wouldn't allow it type of thing, which that's also amazing. First of all, they're able to open it right back up with no OSHA inspection, even though a boat sank. They must have some sort of special permission. Well, I'm assuming just that one boat went off the line and they kept the other ones going. Right. Yeah. A little duct tape and glue. That thing's back out in an hour. Yeah. Do you think any of the skippers were singing like Titanic theme songs? As oh, I would hope down? so. And I hope yeah. it stays in rotation. Like you remember that last time one sank? Like I really do hope it, uh, it just skippers <laughs> keep going with it. I'm sure they Especially will. Especially the guy who it was. Like he's got material forever. Yeah. He could describe the fear and the panic and maybe it wasn't <laughs> fear and panic. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you, Aaron. I would have loved to have been on the ship. As it sunk. Not yeah. with my kids, for the record. Just me, you and I, Doug. I would have been fine with my kids. Okay. I would have, you know, been saying things like, save me first, women and children later, you know, that sort of stuff. I also am curious what they, how they compensated the guests. Was it like just fast passes or something? Or did they buy them all new shoes? Or like, I never heard that part of the story either. Yeah. You would have found like, 20 people walking around the park in Disney Crocs yeah. a little later because <laughs> those are the only shoes they sell on property. Like that when you is absolutely... not true at all. They sell well, sneakers. Where? 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 Whenever I've needed one, I haven't found one. I did a whole story on touring plans a I couple years ago and all the different kinds of shoes they sell. Well, I need this article because there was one time I was searching for a shoe for a certain young man that travels with me all the time named Alden, and all I could find was Crocs, and then he was sad he was wearing Crocs. Oh. He's heartbroken. Oh, well. I don't know. Oh, well, I'm going to have to find that article now. Educate myself more. Well, we have gone off the rails we have to a cruise ship <laughs> i like it Derek, get us back in on track here all right well aaron before we dive into the show because you wrote an amazing article we do want to hear a little bit about your disney story uh well i um only went to walt disney world once as a child and i was incredibly salty about that and vowed that i would never have that horror happen upon my children so amen uh, <laughs> So we went uh, a lot when my kids were super small. They're all college age now. Um, and uh, I became the expert in my neighborhood. And then in uh, late 2007, I saw an ad that Disney was looking for a few good moms. And I applied for the uh, first year of the Disney Parks Moms panel. And I was very fortunate to get on. And I was on the Moms panel off and on for about four years. They rotate people off and on pretty frequently. And um, through that, I met amazing people, um, lifelong friends from the Moms panel. And I also met a lot of people in the Disney community going to different events and that sort of thing. And um, I met AJ at the Disney Food Blog, and I met Len Test at Touring Plans. Um, I wrote for the Food Blog for a couple of years, and now I... I also wrote for all years a little bit, and now I write for Touring Plans pretty exclusively. And uh, Len asked me if I wanted to help with the first Disney Cruise Line book that um, Touring Plans or the, the unofficial guide series did that started, I'm 
think in 2014 or 2015. And then um, I've transitioned and taken over. Len does the, a lot of the economic parts still, but I've transitioned to, to write most of the books these days of the cruise book. Awesome. The research component for the Disney Cruise Line book has to be really painful. Right? <laughs> just, go, I just go on cruises constantly. Star Wars Day at Sea, Marvel Day at Sea. You got to do them all. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they're going to new ports. You got to check it out. They refurbish the ship. What's happened to it? Who needs to know? You know, it's a rough life. People always say, you know, I, I have the worst job on the planet. Well, if yeah, you ever need I... help with that, because I know it's a burden, Doug and I will volunteer as tribute. We can, we can help out, take a little burden off you, yeah. Um, so with all the new ports, do you make it a priority to get to them personally, or do you have a team of people? We we do have a team, and we, I mean, it, it honestly, it would be prohibitively expensive to... Mm -hmm to get them to all of them. But we do try to work them into the rotation as quickly as we can. And, you know, and even some of the old ports, we try to like, I went to Alaska like four years ago and then Len went two years ago and I'll probably go again soon. You know, we just, somebody, somebody needs to go to the, the, the big name ports that Disney hits all the time pretty frequently. And so, and, and then I also do a lot of talking to people, interviews, um, I can't tell you the number of Google alerts I have on, you know, various aspects of Disney Cruise and other cruise lines. And, um, you know, and when I go on the cruises, it's funny, my family goes and does whatever they want to do. And I'm like sneaking into the kids clubs to like interview the cast members. And, you know, anytime I know somebody who's gone on a cruise, I'll talk to them for like half an hour. What did you like? What's different? You know, so it's Constantly talking about it, too. Nice. Now, when you cruise, this is just more random preference stuff. Do you <laughs> prefer the uh, Disney Cruise Line excursions, or do you enjoy finding uh, excursions outside of the Disney Cruise Line? You know, I, we sort of mix it up. Um, you know, I, I don't do the Disney ones like in Nassau anymore because I've been there so many times, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, I, I often will do the Disney ones because I want to see what, they're putting out for the standard guests. So you know, I want to be able to say the Disney one is, is good or it's too expensive or, you know, whatever. But if it's a port I've been to a lot, I'll just go on my own or some occasionally I recently went over New Year's to Tortola and none of the Disney excursions that were offered really spoke to me. And so my daughter and I just sort of like explored the Island and saw how it was recovering from the hurricane and that sort of thing. And, um, we happened upon this really tiny botanical garden that was like this run by this old woman with a turtle. And it's like we never would have done that, wow. you know, otherwise. But we had a like really wacky, fun experience just sort of walking around on our own. So it's it's a mix, tending more towards the Disney ones, but but with breaks here and there. Now I need to find the old turtle lady botanical <laughs> yes. gardens when I'm there in July. Yes. This is she now had, a priority. Were, they, were, they were turtles, and we got to play with her turtles at the botanical garden in Tortola. Wow. I, I have like <laughs> I have a dozen follow-up questions on Disney Cruise Line, but that's not what we're talking about today. Doug, you got no. us way off topic. Let's. I know. We'll, we'll have to be back another We will. We'll, we'll absolutely have to talk just have to about back. Cruise Line with yes. you at a future okay. time. But, Yeah. All right. Well, a little over a month ago, you wrote a blog on touring plans called Why Your Friends uh, Walt Disney World Travel Advice is Was Wrong. And Doug and I have talked a lot about this blog. Uh, I know my wife actually talked about it uh, earlier this week and we've had friends and it's just like you've heard stories 
You've had people give you bad advice or good advice. It doesn't work for them. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And so uh, instead of just saying, don't listen to your friends, let's talk about what you can make make of their bad advice. Whew, that was a lot to get out, Doug. <laughs> it was. It was. I was I hope that made an sense. outline about this same uh, same topic around New Year's. I was kind of trying to formulate several different shows for just you and I, Derek, and this was one of them, like why our friends. Mine was titled more like why our friends are stupid, but I'm not as nice to my <laughs> friends. So you worded it much better, Aaron. So, um, yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, well, I can't do my show now. I crumpled it up, threw it in the the trash can. And I'm like, we're just going to have to. Your blog was a lot better than Doug's. It was. Well, I didn't write a blog. I I hear your mind. Yes. Your thoughts. The hamster was turning. But it was a great article. I I read it right away. And I know. And it's just it stirred up a lot of thoughts and and things that i've noticed day to day even today talking to a co-worker and giving disney advice they, they're giving me advice and i'm like no it's a different time of year that doesn't make sense why would you do that type of thing yeah so uh, okay we're going to talk about all the things that are in the article but as you were mentioning nine dragons i was yes. like first of all personally never go to nine dragons it's a horrible <laughs> yes thank you that, that's a free psa um, to all of our listeners it made Better. me think about why that advice is wrong okay so i don't know where these people are from or whatever or what their experience is with different sorts of ethnic foods or whatever but i live 20 minutes from new york city and i go to chinatown and i eat real chinese food all the time i've been to china if you have that background the Nine Dragons is not for you, but if Olive Garden to you is the height of fine dining, then yes, Nine Dragons maybe. might be. There you go. Breadsticks. No, no aspersions. If on you live in a part of the world that's never doesn't have Chinese food or high right. Chinese, I mean, let's talk about that. The part of the world that doesn't. Have, we are in Nebraska, so most people right now are thinking. Well, clearly Doug and Derek must love Nine Dragons. I live in a town of seven thousand people. That's it. Granted, I'm 20 minutes from downtown Omaha. There's, you know, half million. million. There you go. Yeah, half, half million? Three, seven, uh, whatever. Not this, not New York City. Anywho, in my little town, we have a Chinese restaurant that is significantly better than Nine Dragons. Good. Good. Like, so there is no place in the United States of America where Nine Dragons should be better than, in my opinion. Excellent. No place. If yes. I have, we also have an excellent Mexican restaurant that makes it difficult to eat at any me- chain. San Angelin, you're not yeah, gonna eat that. Okay. We'll we'll eat for the atmosphere of boats going by, but I'm not necessarily and eating the there. margaritas and the mar. Everything yes. tastes better with a margarita. Amen. Yes. yes. <laughs> La Cava wins again. Anyway, back on let's track. Get back back yeah. on track. Sorry. The first part of the article, we'll just kind of, we're working our way through the article, the different things. So first off, your friends visited as a different time of year. How does that make their advice poor? Well, Touring Plans has this crowd calendar that we track what times of the year and and what days are going to be crowded versus not. If somebody is go, if you're planning a trip Christmas week, it's an entirely different proposition than if you're going in late September. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the difference between being able to walk and walk into a restaurant and have a 20 minute wait for something versus literally being able to do only the things you have fast passes for if you can get them. And the planning that goes uh, ahead of something like that is entirely different. So 
you know, if you're going at a busy time, you want to make sure you reserve all your meals in advance. You want to reserve things like horseback riding at Fort Wilderness or, you know, things that are away from the parks that can be you can be guaranteed to do because you've made a real reservation. Like that's a way to survive Christmas. It's an entirely different thing if you, you know, you can just walk on to Peter Pan or whatever. There are a few days of the year when that can happen. It's a different kind of prep. Yes, that's a good point. Like we just did New Year's and I think you used the word survive for Christmas (laughs) time. That is absolutely correct. That's the, you know, where... Nine dragons may be your only option. Right, eat, right, exactly. At that point, you just get food at the hotel and like the the gift shop. Well, it's like it's just... like if you've been camping and every morsel is delicious. Like that's what Christmas <laughs> is. You're fighting for that scrap of food. Right. You know, so their advice, like, you know, if if you're going at Christmas and they went in September, their advice is to, you know, just pop into Kava, you know, or, no, that's not going to happen. That's no. bad advice. That's why you always give me a hard time, bad. Doug, because we go the first week of February every year, yep. and it's a lot different crowd-wise, though it is getting busier every year than it is when I went New Year's a, a while yeah. back. I mean, it's not – you go in February, September all the time, Derek. And Great like, times so to busy. go. You always text me and whine about the crowds. I'm like – Dude, go at Thanksgiving, Easter, spring, great Christmas, and I we'll did talk. it, and I'm never doing it again. That's why I go in February and September. Someday. I like the touring plans crowd calendar. <laughs> and if you're listening, go check it out when you're planning a trip. Exactly. Thank you. Um, also, that time of year can greatly affect the weather, which can uh, have an impact on the advice your friends give. Wouldn't you say so? Absolutely. So were you just there this this past February, beginning of the February? Yes, I was. Yeah, so was I. So I spent January 30th, I think February 9th or 10th there just this past month. And it was perfect. Like, you know, a couple days were warm, but, you know, a couple days I wore jeans and, you know, you have a sweater in the morning and then you take it off and throw it in your bag or whatever. You're perfectly fine just walking about, going about your business. I've been several times in late August where I, I literally thought I saw a mirage, you know, <laughs> like it's true. We had, we had a car in the Epcot parking lot and I'm walking with one of my daughters and it's like white Corolla and they're all white Corollas. And I, and like the, the heat waves are radiating off the pavement. And I asked a guard, like, where's the horizons lot? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, Oh my God, are you even real? You know? <laughs> and that's like a totally different experience. Like if you're going in August you need to pack differently. You need to plan breaks in your day. You need to bring more sunscreen. You need to bring more water, which means more bathroom breaks. It's just a whole other thing. And then there's also the rain at the end of the summer, which, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're going to have to know that you're going to get wet. That's either bringing an umbrella or a poncho or having the mindset that, yeah, it's going to be a downpour. And during that time, I'm going to pop into a store or a bar or whatever, but it's going to go away. And, you know, maybe your your path that you've planned is not going to be exactly right. But, you know, again, like if you're going the first week of February, you're golden. You can just go about your business. If you're going in the heat of August, you need to have a whole different planning, you know, packing different emotional preparedness. Got to start hydrating like a week before. Yeah. Yes. Maybe a and month. And you might, yep. might want to take your day a little lighter. You know, I mean, really, you know, we always say 
go back to your hotel for a nap or a swim or whatever, you can kind of fudge it in February and maybe not do it. You got to do it in the summer. You just yeah. you just have to, you mm-hmm. know. Remember our 4th of July trip? That was where it was like we weren't just taking little naps. All of a sudden it was like 5 hours later we reemerged from our room, you know, to it's still hot. It was still hot, but we missed the downpour. The three o'clock shower. There you go. Yeah, every day, every day. So a different, a different category on what your friend, you know, that's been to Disney World one time five years one ago. One time. That is my favorite thing. Yes. They've been once <laughs> five years ago. Nothing's changed. Follow Nothing's all changed. my instructions. They use different transportation to get to Walt Disney World. And how does that affect the bad advice that you're hearing? I live in New York and typically I fly to Florida and it's a two hour flight and it's not that big of a deal. And I usually arrive late morning and i pretty pretty refreshed pretty awake but there have been a couple of times that I've driven from once from Maine and um, once from New York and if you've driven 20 hours or more and you've you know had a bad night of sleep in a motel and you've been eating car snacks and you're sweaty and you hate your kids and you've listened to every baby shark a thousand times you're going to be have a different level of exhaustion and a different mindset um you're going to want to start your day slower. You're going to maybe want to um, build in some time to, you know, for recuperation, maybe make your first day not a park day, make it a sleep by the pool day. And so people who say, get going first thing, you know, plan your day, pack it in. That might not work if you're exhausted from just getting there. We drove once. I drove once. I, my parents, we they drove several times, but I wasn't driving. We drove once for our honeymoon. And we decided before we even arrived at Disney and World. And you're still married. Still right? married. We're there still you go. married. Yep. <laughs> but we decided we will never do this again. And uh-huh. we have stuck with that. So we've never done it with children. God bless people that have. But I, yeah, you can't get there and roll out the same way that somebody gets on like a two hour flight does yeah. and that sort of thing. Or even the difference, like Derek, your last trip, you left at like oh dark three in the morning, three, technically three in the morning from yeah. your house. You know that's going to be a different energy level by the time happily ever after is starting to show. I do not recommend that for anyone. Me. That's just for crazy people like me. But we're going to do it for our rope drop. Oh trip, yeah, absolutely, probably. Doug. I mean, we will. You didn't learn any lessons. No, I don't learn a lesson. I just don't recommend it. I think our flight's at five a.m. here in another week. So that would be us, but we're not planning on making it to happily ever after on this right, trip right. on that and first al- night. Also on the back end of your trip, if you're driving home, you have different priorities. Oh, yeah. You might, yeah. Um, you, you're going to want to like eat differently. You don't want to have a, you know, a gor- engorged stomach if you're getting in the car to go drive 10 hours or whatever. Just, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. Cause I've <laughs> never doing it again. It, I think if I had done it with my kids, we would have gotten down there and I would have sold the car, bought an airline tickets and just flown home and hope somebody that picked makes us up. sense. I like it. I thought you were about where... to say you would have sold the kids. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's illegal in most states. Uh, Florida, it's a bit gray, but yeah. you know, Florida has some weird laws. <laughs> Maybe get away with it there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not driving. We did drive to Yellowstone. That was 15 hours straight, but. That was also, I was going 90 miles an hour with no traffic the whole way. 
So that was fantastic. Probably shouldn't admit that you break the law on a show. It was 90 miles an hour in Wyoming, though, Derek. Oh, I that was, was 85. Okay, got it. No, not the year. Right. They changed it. They did. Recently. You're right. They okay. dropped it down because, yeah, evidently. Was it, 90, really ni- was it really 90? Montana, Wyoming, um, South Dakota, were they 90 for a while? North Dakota. Or were they all North Dakota? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Until the there's federal. no one out there. It just drives fast. It was on, literally whatever. just double long semis, RVs, and us. That's where they need to build a Disney it. park. That's a future episode right there. No question about space. That's for sure. All right. And, yeah. The next one's one of my favorites, Doug. The different resort levels and how I I had a uh, a colleague of mine just praise that the only resort you should ever stay at is all-star music it is the best of the best of all the resorts and i get financially it might be but let's not promote the all-stars being better than pretty much anything else on property (laughs) um this last trip where i was down there in february i one of the research things i did was i visited every single disney-owned resort over the period of about 10 days and i looked at their pools and their food courts and their gift shops and walked around the entire resort and God love those teenagers. But there were, a, there was a cheer competition at the all-stars there and always literally, is. literally every square inch of all three all-stars was cheerleaders practicing for, I mean, I was there maybe four hours and they were practicing screaming outside the rooms and they were, you know, they were well behaved. They were doing what they were supposed to be doing, but they were screaming. If you've got a baby that's trying to nap in those rooms, you are hosed. You know, that is just not, not relaxing. I have stayed at the All-Stars many times and it's great if you're with like one or two adults and you know, you're just going to be in the parks nonstop. But if you have little kids that you want to spend a day at the pool, they're probably going to be easier to keep them entertained at the pool for a whole day. If you've got a water slide or, um, you know, if, if mom and dad want to have a grown up drink, you know, I mean, obviously there's plenty of cocktails at the all stars, but if you want to get dressed up nice and go somewhere in your resort and have a drink, you know, it's just a different level of chaos the um, all-stars you just ask the parents of the cheerleaders if you can have one out of their oh food my gosh it's hilarious it's still my favorite thing i've ever seen on property is just like cases and cases of bud light everywhere at all-star <laughs> uh we stayed there a few years back and it just cracked me up just like it was almost like a, a tailgate a football tailgate for these cheerleader competitions yeah and and there's also convenience factors, you know, like it, which segues into another thing about how are, not just how are you getting to Walt Disney World, but how are you traveling around Walt Disney World? So mm-hmm. until they finished the Skyliner, for all the values, the only way to get around was a bus. That's a lot slower sometimes than uh, the monorail or the boat or or your, you know, you're much more tied to a car often if you're staying at a values, and that's a different level of planning different expenses, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a different beast. Yeah. My wife probably couldn't tell you the number of times she'll like go through her questions to try to help match somebody to the right level of resort when they're booking. And then, you know, three months later, well, our friend just got back and they said that this was amazing and we need to switch. And like, she'll have them at beach club and then they'll switch to Riverside. Like we couldn't be 
more opposite and convenience yeah. factor. Right. 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 All those yeah, little you can things. Walk to Epcot. That They're is at the contemporary huge. and they wanted all star sports. Great. But yeah, they're just it, close alike. And it's possible when your friends went and they stayed at Riverside, it was the best hotel experience that they have ever had. But it doesn't mean it's gonna be the best experience for you. Yes. I think the next part of this kind of transitions into a quite a bit budget, like how much do you have to spend? And those people that are staying, I mean, and again, I've stayed at the All-Stars many times and had really good experiences there. But right. maybe you want to save on your hotel because you can splurge at a dinner at Victorian Alberts. Nope. Or maybe maybe you scrimped your pennies just to go to Disney at all. And it's lovely to stay in a hotel, but your friend has gotten a you know, been willed a billion dollars by his great uncle Fred and he feels like he's slumming at the Grand Floridian and should be at the Four Seasons or whatever. So you don't know what somebody's background is necessarily yeah. and, or what their standard is. You know, like it, I got the idea from this because one of my hot topics in writing about Disney for over a decade is my big question is somebody asks me all the time is X experience worth it? Is Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique worth it? Is splurging at the Beach Club worth it? And I'm like, I can tell you how much it costs. I can tell you what our readers rate it. I can tell you, um, you know, all the discounts you can get for it. I can tell you all of these things, but I don't know if it's worth it to you because I don't know you and what your experiences are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just want a bed that's really soft and comfy and toilet paper. And decent toilet paper. I realize that. Decent toilet paper. Every level has different toilet paper. Maybe that's just The towels are different. The towels. Yes, the towels. And and where you get the shampoo. You either get the uh, shampoo bottle or it's like glued to uh the wall. That's starting to get a little fuzzy, though. There's some deluxes where it's glued to the wall now, right? I mean, it's... It's all getting glued to the wall now, Derek. Okay. It's all. Okay. No more free bottles. I'm going to take as many as I, I took. I took a lot from Beach Club. I will be honest with you guys. We're still using them in our bathroom right now. I won't tell. Don't tell. <laughs> no. Nobody will know now that you've said it on air. There you go. Nope. Next time we go to Beach Club, it's just nailed into the wall. It's and... going to be, oh, Sassman's coming? Yep. Yep. Let's get that fixed up real quick. No shampoo for you. Yeah, the budget thing is a big a big part of it and uh yeah someone's experience like their budget's different than your budget makes their advice not necessarily jive doesn't mean it's bad advice it's just not Mm -hmm. good advice for everyone right right and obviously you want to be respectful of whatever everybody's situation is but sometimes it's if somebody's giving you advice from a different perspective it it's hard to even you know money's such a hot topic it's hard to be to be very polite about you know assessing their advice and and sometimes it's socially awkward even if the budgets are very different yeah yes and that's one reason like like we have stayed at well my wife she stayed at every resort except uh the campgrounds and so she keeps threatening to put us at the campgrounds for our rope drop trip coming up in june because she's the one paying for it and so every time i make her mad she just like reminds me of tents right now we're booked at the riviera so we're doing okay but every time I make her angry, the tent gets mentioned. Have you stayed in a cabin? I, I have nope. not. Because we just haven't. It. It's so far removed. Yeah. And we are like park intensive people that my family would see the cabin as like, we might as well stay on 192 and eat all our meals off. Like, like that's almost how my wife would see that. It would be so removed from the parks, even though it's just a boat ride and a golf cart and 
other okay yeah. there's yeah it, it's remote if we want to stay in a cabin we have lots of cabins in woods around here we do <laughs> um that's another thing another um observation about the resorts that that my the two that i have not stayed at are fort wilderness and riviera which i will get to riviera soon but it's it's a different type of vacation particularly at uh, fort wilderness and at key west like those people just stay and hang out yeah. at, you know they they play shuffleboard and volleyball and they it, it's it's like you're going to the the beach or you're going camping much more than like you're going to a fancy resort and you know, lots of people like that sort of down home yeah. family feeling, you know, you're going fishing or whatever. Um, to, that's very, very appealing and attractive to many people. It's not very appealing to many other people. And so, again, depending on what your barometer of what makes a good vacation, you're going to have very different opinions about that. Yes. If you're a family that always goes camping, stays in RVs or heads to the mountains for their there you go. normal vacation, it's a Fort great Wilderness transition. Because you always have, like, the one person in that family is like, oh, I don't know about the crowds and all the people. Well, you, you put them at Fort Wilderness, and they are, have their comfort zone yep, yep, kind exactly. of built in. <sighs> Fort Wilderness. I don't know that I'll ever stay there. <laughs> nope. I'm but they good. have lots of good food. I will go there for a little hoop de doo action. So that brings up eating habits. Yes, and eating habits are probably one of the most um, – divisive and controversial topics. So I, I know plenty of people who are like, I have never eaten so good at as I have at Disney World. And I, I actually truly believe that now that they have upped their food game really so much in the last several years. And it wasn't bad before. And I know lots of people are like, poo poo the trash at Disney World. And honestly, mm, there's a mix, yep. but it depends on what you're looking for. It depends on where you go. It depends on how much research you do on what the options are. If you're just eating quick service, you might have a different opinion than if you're eating at Disney Springs at all the new restaurants. And um, again, budget comes into play here. People's level of pickiness comes into play. People's allergies or other dietary needs come into play. This is the area where like you could have the same budget and the same ages of the kids and stay at the same hotel. But if somebody's got a different attitude about food, your whole planning situation is going to be different. I really worry about the people that I tell Ohana is amazing and then they eat at Ohana. I just I'm always nervous that they'll say like we, that. We was haven't the had that one person yet. We've talked about Ohana for years on the show and no, no one has. They just haven't spoken up. Okay, somebody if that had is to be you, like, let us know. What will... was that? Yep. Those guys like this, and then they unsubscribe, and they're done with us. Oh, they're wrong. They're wrong. Wrong. Those people are wrong. We just happen to love it. It is. It's both uh, Doug and I's favorite. Food is very personal, right? Taste buds are unique. Yes. So, are you are you Ohana breakfast or dinner person? Well, I I'm definitely dinner more than breakfast because we will brunch at Ohana. Ah. Uh-huh. Like after we've rope dropped, like say extra magic hours, magic kingdom, then that's a wonderful, yep. that's probably my favorite brunch um, from magic kingdom. We're Cape May brunchers at Epcot in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just forget to eat until late at night. Anyway, I, that will, is I am problem. weird. I will Gets go to Disney. Food. Don't listen to my advice because all of a sudden it's two no. 30 in the afternoon. I'm like, I have yet to eat today, but I got to get in line for my next attraction. I text him while he's on trips. To ask Make sure I'm eating. Today. Yes. My wife like, has done that when I've taken the kids. It's, it's true. 
You have to feed the kids. You do. I, For the record, that's why I get ADRs so I know I'm feeding the kids. Yes. My kids do not starve at Walt Disney World. In fact, it's hard <laughs> to feed them when we get back to the real world. Uh, even worse, Disney Cruise Line because they're cutting up steak and everything for them. So, uh, yes, they eat well. I think you always eat. It's pretty easy to eat well. And, like, giving food advice, I think, is the trickiest. And listening to your friends. Now, if it's a friend that you go out to eat with all the time at home, like if you're a close friend, you eat with them a lot, huh. I would think you'd be able to trust what they're saying. But – Find out whether your friend was adventurous or they just simply ate the same things that seemed the most familiar to at home. Right. And and um, also you have to think about what they're – how much they're trying to get done while they're at Disney World because really quick service might be the best thing if they're trying to pack in a certain number of experiences, even if they're an adventurous eater. Um, so, you know, Or somebody might think that the, the best part of vacation is – leisurely, you know, tablecloth dining. And then you want to tell them, get, you know, on the six month mark, make 180 days, make your reservations for your ADRs, whereas that could be totally wrong. I had one friend who had, you know, had, had decided to take her four kids and I told her she had to make dinner reservations six months in advance and she canceled the trip. Like she just couldn't process that. That was like not her idea of a vacation. You know, and some like, of those reservations okay. go that Done. day. I mean, it's right. Right. Crazy. So she, that was like not her idea of a way to way to relax. And she's like, Nope, not going to do this. It's too, it's too much for me. It's like, and actually good on her for knowing what her limits were, you know, because yeah. um, if that's the breaking point, Lord help her when she gets there. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, that's a good transition into endurance levels, which is the next thing. Endurance levels, not just your endurance levels, the endurance levels of your kids. If you're, you know, it gets harder and harder the larger your traveling party is. So if you're, uh, a, you know, a healthy adult who's used to being active, um, you can probably go for a while, assuming it's not 140 degrees out. But if you're traveling with like older parents or a baby that needs diaper changes, or if you've got some sort of physical issue, that's you're going to have to build a lot more breaks into your day. You're going to have to um, maybe not do a touring plan that has you zig- zigzagging all over the park all the time, um, which while it might be very efficient for an adult who is able, um, for a three-year-old who doesn't want to get in a stroller, they might, you know, that might be a totally different situation. So, you know, if you're taking advice from somebody who's, a marathoner and they're going on marathon weekend, that's an entirely different thing than if you're traveling with your Mm -hmm. mother in a wheelchair. That's just, it's like an entirely different mindset of how much you need to plan, how much you need to rest, how, even how to approach the attractions. Some of the attractions have different entrances for, you know, mobility devices versus people who are walking. So it's, it's a different level of planning you need to do. Yeah. I realize I was going to say, I actually had this conversation with a friend of ours yesterday and they're asking me my advice. And I said, well, I do Disney a lot different than I know you're going to do Disney. You're probably not going to be on the rope or at the park an hour ahead of time. You're probably not going to stay all through fireworks. It's yeah. So knowing what advice, because our endurance is a lot different than most people. Doug and I, the rope drop community, all of our listeners. Doug and I. (laughs) Doug and I. My family, my immediately family of five, we have two different endurance levels. We have my wife and my kids, and then we have me. We will rope drop, we'll go, and then like I may go take a nap, and they just continue to go 
and then I'll catch up with them later. That, we, if they want to adopt me for a trip, I'm I'm down. <laughs> we've acknowledged that we have two different endurance levels, and we're okay with it. Like on Fourth of July, we went to five different parks. I can't remember which one we did. We did Magic Kingdom twice, I think, or Epcot twice. I skipped whichever one we did twice. I uh, I'm like I'm gonna go take a nap, and I took a nice long nap at Bay Lake Tower. It was but that's that's another thing is that if you have different endurance levels in the same party. I have three daughters, and one of them is like. Uh, I can sleep when I'm dead person. And she's like at the magic kingdom till 2 AM when it's open. Mm. To 2 a.m. And I'm like, I'm checked out at 11, you know, it's like, goodbye, good night. Oh. And thank God she's old enough to go by herself now. And it's like, I'm that's off my list of things to do. It just cause I know I'm a cranky mess in the morning. If I am out that late and she can pull it together. So she's young, go for it. You know, my daughter has rope dropped with us so many times hour before she'll go with me. My wife and my boys will catch up. And then my daughter falls asleep before fireworks, but like out cold on the concrete, not able to wake up even the fireworks. Uh, yeah. So got to know your endurance levels. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's good parenting or not, Derek. I offered to take her back for a nap. She wants he, to keep going. She goes until she stops. He's taking his kid to Disney. He's an That's excellent a good, father. Thank you very much. <laughs> and now you're my favorite guest. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's, let's move on to sleeping goals. Because as mentioned early on in the show in the iTunes review, um, we have a shirt called Rope Drop to Nap Time that uh, some people have managed to purchase in the, before Disney gets the cease and desist out. But... Uh, that's one of my sleeping goals is rope drop to nap time. Probably not applicable to everybody, even though I believe it should be. That's me being a bad friend to someone. What other bad friend advice do we hear on sleeping? The main piece of advice that I could ever give anybody is is to rope drop. And there are some people that just doesn't work for. They're like, it's not a vacation if I'm getting up at 6 a.m. And they refuse to do it. And that's a different level of planning. Um, you know, it's a different fast pass strategy. It's a different, it's a choosing a different time of year to go. So you might actually want to go when the parks are a little more crowded, but open later if you're a person who doesn't mm -hmm. get going until afternoon. So your sleeping habits could impact the dates that you choose to go on vacation. And another aspect of sleeping that um, people sometimes forget is the number of sleep surfaces in your hotel room. So, you know, not just the capacity of the room, but if you're traveling with like a blended family or um, in-laws or something like that, it's not just how many people will fit in the room, but who wants to sleep in a bed together? And that's another thing that will impact wow. where you decide to stay, you know. The sleeping surfaces are huge. Yeah. One reason we love Disney Cruise Line is our kids all had their own oh, surface. Yeah. Yep. Nobody could touch anybody. It was this is fantastic. I wish uh, more hotel rooms had pull down bunks out of the ceiling. Uh, that would make the family of five stay. Yes, I have a family of five as well. I can't tell you how many times I've called and asked for more pillows to create a moat down the middle the, of the bed. A moat, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's very key. It's yeah. very key. To, the children can't touch each other, even though, you know, they love each other. They just won't admit it. <laughs> you know, difference in two different families, you know, whether their kids are even the same gender and don't want to share a bed or, you know, whatever that will impact where you stay, which yep. might impact your budget, which might impact how you get there. You know, are you flying or driving might impact where you can eat. You know, there's a, they're all tied together. That's good. Sleeping. I like to sleep. I don't sleep much at Disney. 
No. I do nap, but no, I don't I'll sleep you, I'm, much. I don't sleep. I'm not a sleep person except for on the cruise line. And I have occasionally threatened my husband when I've had a particularly long bout of insomnia that I'm just going to go book three nights on the dream and just sleep. Um, because the, really the only place I sleep is on the cruise. It just rocks you to That's sleep. That's self-care. Like you got to do that every now yes. and then. Yes. Thank you. I'll tell him. You said okay. so. Yes. Derek said from Rope Drop that's, Radio said that. Approves. I think that's why the ship stops at Nassau. So you don't have any reason to get up early. Nope. No reason. No reason at all. <sighs> Gotta love Nassau for that reason. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to length of stay. Some people can only go on a long weekend or whatever, and that's great. And that implies that you're going to be slamming it in the parks you're going to be there at rope drop and you're going to be there till the fireworks and you're going to pack your day in and you can go really hard for two or three days you can't go really hard or i can't go really hard for a two-week stay and so that's a different level of planning if you have a short stay you might want to stay at the contemporary where you can walk to the magic kingdom um and and or that might impact your um, desire to rent a car or to take a lot of ubers um around around the park so that's a that's a budgetary thing there are lots of people i have several friends from the uk that come and they typically stay for uh, two weeks and they have a much more leisurely plan you know they'll go for just a few hours each day and then they'll go to different attractions around different parts of florida and they can take it easy. If you're going for three days and that's your only three days you're going this year, you're going to have an entirely different strategy. This is Derek an argument is... why my wife and I have all the time because we do really short trips, like three or four of them a year, where my wife really wants to do just one long one a year. And this is where we debate. You need to do both. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Simple wow. solution. Derek. There we go. We both win. Yeah, yeah we are, the, we are yeah. the king of the three-day trips. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting, but you can do it for three days. You can't go super, super hard for 10 days. And so if you're going for 10 days, you might want to plan several half days or you might want to take a pool day in the middle. Um, That might impact how many days of tickets you buy. Mm -hmm. And again, that impacts the budget that, you know, they're all tied together. I have a short five day trip coming up, Derek. Well, a short five-day trip? That's, I think I've taken like one five-day trip in my life. I got a short five-day. It's not nine or eight, so yeah, that's that's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a whirlwind. So when but I that tell makes you, sense, you need to nap, it's me yeah. giving you bad advice for your short trip, and you can't believe I nap. It's you giving me bad advice. Yes, exactly. For my nine-day trip. Look at us. We're bad friends. No, your friends are good friends, but it yep. just. Depending on, you have to you have to take everybody's advice with a grain of salt. And and one of the, my favorite examples of this was um, I follow a lot of um, various Disney and Disney Cruise Line Facebook groups just to see what people are oh, talking about because wow. if people yeah. well mostly because if people are talking about one issue a lot I that tends to raise a red flag like people don't understand this maybe I need to explain it better in the book or write an article about it or something Thanks. like that and my my favorite thing was a, a woman posted on a Disney Cruise Facebook group should I get an inside cabin or do I need a cabin with a porthole and in about 20 minutes there were 80 comments and they were all incredibly passionate on one side <laughs> and the other and it was like a flame war and like she'd asked this seemingly simple question really chill question and it was like 
within moments, a, a complete brawl. And finally, it was somebody's comment that, a disparaging comment that the inside cabins are so dark, I hate them. And the woman like latched onto that, with the, the original questioner, and said, that's where I'm going to stay. I love dark. Any amount of light wakes me up. Oh, wow. I want to sleep. That's there you go. awesome. And so the woman thought she was giving her like runaway advice, but really what she said was like, this is the thing for me, you know? <laughs> and so you never know what, what little difference in somebody's personality is going to make your advice completely appropriate or inappropriate. And, and one thing I didn't write about in this article is that you really have to consider what the family dynamics are. Like, do your kids like each other? Do you like your spouse? Like, and I'm not, I'm only being a little facetious that like some families just don't travel well together. And so if that's you, maybe you want to build in like half days apart or you want to build in more nap time or that kind of thing. But it's like you have to be realistic about your family dynamic. If your kids hate each other, then maybe you want to split up for a while or, you know, I mean, not hate each other in general, but like maybe they're teenagers going through a hormone thing or whatever. Or if somebody's just in a sullen mood or you've gotten, you know, bad news recently that's a that's a different thing so like your your level your your attitude on life makes a big difference yeah sometimes kids just need a little bit apart from each other to yeah. make the evening yeah. better yeah. which i think this leads right into travel party we're there well, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, travel party and with extended family especially yeah, groups of like I, 12 uh, to 20 i would not want to do that <laughs> A couple of years ago, my I have twins, and uh, they're in college now, but their senior year of high school, um, like spring break trip, I took a group of them and 10 of their friends. So 12 17 and 18 year old girls. Well, bless you me. on that one. That... <laughs> and you're still alive. Wow. I'm still alive. And I got them a... Um, you know, a three bedroom villa at Saratoga. And I was in a one bedroom, like a couple doors down. And... It would have been better if you're like, I was in a one bedroom at contemporary, <laughs> just a couple resorts down. Anyways, <laughs> I was there because their mothers needed somebody to know if they broke their leg or whatever. But you know, the, my daughters and one of the other girls were like real veterans that knew what they were doing. And then a couple of them had been, like once is a five-year-old kind of thing. And there were several that had never been. And so it was really interesting to have to watch the girls that had never been come to the realization that they needed to like pay attention to the girls that had been there a thousand times because they didn't get, I really do have to wake up at 6.30. There's a reason they're telling me this. They're not just mean. There is a reason we're doing this you know, attractions in a different order because there was one day, I think there was like a little mutiny among five or six of the girls and they decided not to follow the plan. And then they understood because they missed a lot of the fun attractions. So gently coaxing people along onto why, you know, you're planning the things you're planning. Um, because sometimes people don't believe that you have to do things like make your reservation six months in advance. And, and, you know, why am I deciding that I'm going to go on this ride at 2 PM, two months from now, you know, like, that you know are there skeptics in your party that makes a difference mm, yep yeah mutinies are no good but if they're gonna happen at least they bring everybody together in the end right, right. The, or, or are you gonna say mm. you know if you have a disparate group of sorority sisters or a family reunion or whatever say at the beginning be really um 
upfront about what your expectations are. Maybe we're all just going to have dinner together and then this one day we're going to hang at the pool together and otherwise our different subfamilies or in-laws or whatever are going to go separate ways and that's okay. That's one reason why sometimes the cruise is better for all like mm. a big extended family yeah, yeah, I agree. to be together and apart. Um, but we've done that. Yeah. One Love of, the cruises for big groups. One of the things is to, is to be honest with people. And sometimes that's not really the case when you have a large extended family situation where like people aren't honest about their budget or they aren't, aren't honest about their level of pickiness or their endurance level or that sort of thing. So if you are going with a big group, it really, really helps to be forthright about what your expectations are. I saw a mutiny actually happen at the All-Stars and it made me laugh really hard because it was a group of probably 40, 50 cheerleader groups and about four of them broke off uh, from the Magic Kingdom extra magic hours, but they were already way late for that. They get in on the bus with us to Hollywood Studios for rope drop and I just was like, hey, you made a good decision. And she goes, yeah, my parents are DVC. I know that those girls are making it. They're missing uh, extra magic hours anyway uh-huh. with everyone else. We're going to hit like four or five attractions. We'll go back to Magic Kingdom. I was like, oh my gosh, they're actually <laughs> smart Disney <laughs> girls. So this is really great to see that that mutiny happen because they're all making fun of them. And they probably got more done in that day than the group right, that was making right. fun of them. We did a high school band trip my senior year. And uh, fortunately... My little group of friends just followed me and one other guy around and didn't question it. So that was really nice. We didn't get questioned. It's fantastic. Magnetic personality. That's why I, I follow you around, that. Doug. I think <laughs> Doug, just... you and I never fight on trips. We were good. We never mutiny. It's true. It's true. It's probably because we're sleep deprived and no, we don't want to go back home. Yes. So, yeah. I don't know. Actually, Every time I'm gone, something horrible happens at home. So I wonder what will happen in June. That's a whole different Hopefully topic not for another... the show, but no tornadoes. <laughs> no tornadoes this time. We're going to knock on wood. Other thoughts, Derek? Aaron, any other? We cover all the uh, friends' advice that may or may not be good or bad in your situation. Do we get it all? I think so. Just, think just you know, take, take your friends' advice and then really do some soul searching to see if their advice is right for you. And you're going to have to do some research on your own, even if your friend tells you what to do. Read the unofficial guides. (coughs) A great idea. Um, Speaking of the unofficial guides, we will have a unofficial guide Disney cruise line to give away this week. Social media. So watch for that. Since you mentioned unofficial guide, I thought I'd just say it, Derek. Yeah, it's going to be a great little giveaway. I don't know, like, share, comment type of thing. And so, uh, yeah, twenty is it twenty twenty that we're still giving away? Yeah, new. Yeah, it just new. came out. It it's came a out great time to cruise. It Anytime. is a great time to. There's there's lots of deals right now. Lots of yeah. deals right now. It's always a great time to cruise. I'm yeah, I would go right now if that. I could. I would say goodbye to you guys and and get on a ship. I gotta wait till. July, I think. November. Yes. November. Wow. Okay. You got a double dip, though. I do got the castaway double dip. I did that in this past June, castaway double dip. Oh, <laughs> jealous. We'll have to talk more after my trip. But let's, Doug, let's get into the lightning round. Lightning round. All right. This is I'm the nervous. time where we uh, ask you questions lightning fast. You give your answer with your favorite Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, whatever, Fox whatever Disney umbrella you need it to be under to answer. And uh, we do keep score, but the score does not matter. Are you ready? Okay, I'm good. All right, favorite Disney movie? 
Okay, well, my favorite Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast, but I um, saw the original Star Wars 11 consecutive Saturdays in a row when they nice. came out. I was 12 years old. So I'm going to wow. have to go with that as like my childhood favorite, but but I do love Beauty and the Beast. That's that amazing. Is, that is, yes, that's a lot of points. I don't know how many, but I think you just won. You won. Anyway, yeah, you've won already. Writing round's over. And favorite character. Eeyore. I Eeyore did not see that no. coming. That was, yeah. I, I like the way Eeyore is, is himself and his friends just accept him. Oh, that's good. And yeah. life lessons here on Rope Drop yeah. Radio. Yeah. All right. Favorite Disney villain? Ursula. She's just deliciously evil. She is. And, and is she, she's just enforcing her contract that was signed, by the way. I mean, did she really do anything that evil? I mean, my, my oldest daughter is in law school and we have had this discussion. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't need to get all into that legal stuff there. All right. Favorite Disney song. Oh, see, this was this is the hardest one for me. Um, you know, I could go with like "Feed the Birds" from Mary Poppins, but I'm actually gonna go with "High School Musical." We're all in this together. I love that but song. My mm. twins were like six when it came out, and it's like it's woven into the fabric of our family. I totally yeah. understand <laughs> that uh, as a parent. Yes. That high school musical for your kids' generation. Yeah. We, we have, have let it, you let it go, you know. Yeah. For, for the record, descended. we've watched Zombies uh, every day for the last like three weeks. Zombies one and two. So yeah, we're in that phase. Yeah, I'm sorry, Derek. It's okay. <laughs> my kids started singing um, Imagination Movers the other day because my wife said something about just shake out your arm or something as they're getting in the car. So they started. All of a sudden, singing "Shakeable You" from Imagination Movers. Your were your kids too old for Imagination Movers? I, I don't even know what that is. So. Okay, so it was a Disney Junior show before it was technically Disney Junior. So my kids are fourteen, twelve, and ten. So they okay. were, and then they didn't realize it. That's the same day Disney or Imagination Movers got added to Disney Plus. So yeah, all right. I'll go check it out on Disney Plus. Oh, it's a you know totally a Disney Junior show, but they have good music. We went to lots of concerts. All right, all right. Lots of we went to the high we went to the High School Musical concert. This is a good story. We're at the High School Musical concert, and like the day before the Jonas Brothers became famous, my daughter somehow knew who they were and saw them in the audience and took her High School Musical handmade like seven year old crayon poster board thing to over to the Jonas Brothers and they signed it and like oh, the next cool. day they became famous so that's like at a place of pride in her room still wow that's awesome that's like pre-camp rock and everything yeah, then, right huh? yes I think camp rock was when my kids were starting to get into the movies I just watched that the other day as well but we need to keep going this is not <laughs> yeah, lightning this round horrible dog. lightning round we're right, like Too many slowly yeah they're good though all right favorite Disney park Epcot, except for I don't know what's going on with Epcot. Whatever right it is, no, now. whatever yeah. it is. Fake Usually one Epcot. hour line the other day. Yeah, Journey to Imagination should never have an hour. It's because they're just funneling everybody oh, right to Figment now with a new sidewalk. You have like, to start there before you can go anywhere else. You must ride Figment before you can go to any festival booths. Yeah. That's going to be the new rule. All right, favorite classic attraction. You define classic. Uh, I'm going to go with Splash Mountain. Nice. It's got a good blend of like chill and then a little bit of a thrill, but not too much thrill. 
All right. Favorite modern attraction? Well, I did I did get on Rise of the Resistance the other day, and it's pretty darn awesome. So that's what I'm going to go with. Good choice. We Good won't choice. disagree You're with you on it. All right. Favorite resort? Beach Club. Yay. I won't disagree Very, with you I also either. I also love the Wilderness Lodge. We sort of split our time mostly between those two. But the, the easy access, access to uh, Epcot is, is pretty awesome. Five now, minutes. It's amazing. Yeah. And the multiple ways you can get to Hollywood Studios is pretty fantastic, too. You got a boat, a Skyliner, or your feet. Yes. Yeah. All right. Favorite tables. Oh, wait. Jumping ahead. Favorite counter service restaurant. You know, this is hard. I was going to say, like, basically any of the food booths for any of the festivals, um, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. But generally, when I'm at the Magic Kingdom, I always eat at Columbia Harbor House. And so that's that's. That's what I would say. Are you an upstairs diner as well? I am. I mm-hmm. am. I, that's often where I take my break. It's like I'm where... not going back for a nap. I'll sit there for half an hour and chill, you know. I have had a nap there. So, I mean, it's solid choice. All right. Favorite table service? I have a new one. My new one is Haleo at Disney Springs. I've eaten there several times now, and it is absolutely delicious gourmet food that does not make you feel sluggish. And it's healthy and i'd love it i'm gonna have to put that on the bucket list yeah i have not eaten there well do you know my advice do we have the same you know (laughs) eating habits yeah you're right (laughs) but i want to try it out so you said yeah you you uh picked it so now it gives me a reason to go there all right favorite wait first of all this is the most important question of the whole show favorite disney snack dole whip Oh, yes. Doug, there you go. <laughs> Another one for me, Derek. I think I'm winning. You are winning. Okay. I, I also like the cream cheese filled pretzels at over at like underneath the Astro Order. Those are really good. Oh, halfway, that would have given Derek. a point to me. Halfway. I know. But only halfway. You don't like the cream cheese ones, No, I don't. Do I like, no, yeah. just pretzel to salt. Derek gets all the salty snacks. He gets a whole category. I just get the Dole Whip, so... Good choice. And yet Doug's still winning. You could dip some popcorn in a Dole Whip and that would be pretty good. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right. But why ruin a Dole Whip anyway? <laughs> favorite Disney drink. You know, I, I had a long relationship with the glow cubes. I really like a good glow cube. <laughs> um, but I, the, uh, the jalapeno margaritas that were on the menus for a long time. Um, I drank a lot of those, and I also am quite partial to the Moonshine Sampler at Art Smith's Homecoming. Oh, wow. All right. I'll have to try that's, that one as well. That's, 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 a, that's a good option. Moonshine Sampler. Yeah, you they have... didn't have that when you were there, Derek, did you? No, I didn't. Um, you know, they have, I think, I don't know, 15 or 20 different flavors of moonshine, and you can, you know, for whatever it is, 15 bucks, you can get a sampler of, of three or four and. You know, you can get the watermelon one or you can get the really hard tasting one and mix and match. And it's really fun. Interesting. All right. And a Disney bucket list item. My Disney bucket list item. I'm I love Disney World. I love Disney Cruise Line. My favorite thing about Disney is the Adventures by Disney trips. Um, I've Mm. been on 10 of those. And my bucket list is also my twin daughter's bucket list. It's the trip to Japan. And uh, when they graduate from college next year, that's what we're doing. So I'm going to it's on the bucket list, but it will hopefully get off the bucket list in about a year. Oh, that'll be amazing. 
Are there multiple different adventures by Disney options in Japan or just kind of one itinerary? Just just one itinerary, but there's an add-on that adds on the parks there. Oh, nice. We might have to have you uh, on after that one. That would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to follow up because you are Disney Cruise Line. uh, Favorite ship? Favorite ship? Um, I'm partial to the magic and the wonder, but maybe mostly the magic. Um, I prefer the smaller ships. I find the big ones overwhelming sometimes, particularly on Castaway Key. There's just that many more people. But um, I like the itineraries of the smaller trips generally more. So like... We took the magic to um, the Mediterranean and the two different versions of the Northern European. Both times we sailed out of Copenhagen. One of my daughters loved it so much. She's actually on a study abroad trip there now because we went there for Disney Cruise Line and she fell in love and now she's there. So, um, you know, soft spot in my heart for that. Nice. That's awesome. All right. And that concludes the lightning round. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for being on the show. Take a minute right now. Give a shout out to where people can find you or follow. And of course, your book. Uh, My book is The Unofficial Guide to Disney Cruise Line 2020. You can get it on Amazon, uh, barnesandnoble.com, larger bookstores. Um, I write for touringplans.com blog uh, several times a month. Uh, You can find me there or uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ms. M.S. Aaron Foster. Um, I'm there a lot. And yeah. And I will put that in the show notes as well. And of course, you could win your very own copy by going to social media, following Rope Drop Radio, and doing whatever it is we ask you to do to win a copy. I mean, it could be pat your head, rub your belly. We don't know yet. And probably a like, comment, and share type thing. Oh, you maybe, could, maybe. You, you could give your friends some bad advice. And, you know. <laughs> Ooh. Let us know what bad advice you Oh, have yeah. We'll definitely put that as a question on or social receive. media this week. Yeah, bad that's advice. a great one. Our listeners one. don't give bad advice. Our listeners don't give no, bad advice. No, because they only listen to what, our bad advice. What Right? What bad advice have you received? Um, yeah, post that on Twitter and Facebook under one of ours, and uh, that will do it. That will get you entered. How about that? There we go. We figured that out real quick. That will be a good one. Oh, man, I cannot wait to hear some of your comments right now. Get on there. Definitely do that. But Aaron, that is all the time we have. Thank you so much for being on Rope Drop Radio. Thank you, guys. You're lots of fun. Right. And if you want a book, a Disney trip, whether it be a cruise or to the parks, uh, you have to hit up Michelle McKnight. She is the Rope Drop Queen. Her email is in the show notes. And of course, 2020 is a great time for a Disney vacation and especially one in June with Doug and I. So June 4th through the 7th, Doug and I will be at Walt Disney World with a few of our listeners. And it seems like every week we have more and more Doug talking to us they might be joining yeah. us we have to maybe look for a reservation for at least eight right now who knows i don't know we'll, we'll yeah, find we don't out know. adrs yeah that's, we're gonna have bad that's... disney advice when we have more people show up than uh what we've uh, booked uh, reservations for doesn't yes. matter just show reservation up. for just show two can, can we get 25 in? yeah <laughs> i love Tuohana. that's my, exactly... my my touring plans guru len testa does that with some regularity and and yeah. it usually works actually <laughs> okay we'll take it len testa <laughs> said so aaron said so so yeah awesome well if you're down in the area that time let us know but that is all the time that we have for this week's episode again aaron thank you for being on but for doug i'm derek you've been listening to rope drop radio